Are you ready? Can't the New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Are very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. Don't Here you go, Sam Darnold. Baptism by fire against the Detroit Lions on, on Monday, Monday night. The Lions going to kill the Jets, man. I'm going with the Detroit Lions. I think the Lions win this game handily. The first TD throw of Sam Darnold's career goes 41 yards. The Lions going to kill the Jets, man. They are starting a rookie. What's his name? It doesn't matter what his name is. He's not going to do good anymore. Oh, really? Sam Darnold with time. Oh. Looking deep down the oh. field into the end zone. Get it! Touchdown, Jets! Robbie it doesn't matter what his name is. Oh, it doesn't matter how. Huh? Really. The quick release and the catch is made by Anunwa inside the five spin. Wow. Towards the goal line, touchdown Jets. Sam Darnold plays well, takes care of the football, but in the end, the Detroit Lions are too much. Isaiah Crowell finds a seam, lunging for the goal line and in. Touchdown New York. I see Stafford putting up like 350 on them, oh, like really? three touchdowns. Stafford intercepted by Morris Claiborne. <laughs> Stafford. And it's intercepted again. Tremaine Johnson's got it. Got three fifty, three fifty, three fifty on there. Another interception. Man, who's this Jabroni? <laughs> it's a pick six for New York. They're gonna beat him quite, quite handily, actually. I think they do enough to beat the New York Jets. I don't know what the Jets' defense is gonna look like this year. I'm not a big New York fan kind of guy. I see this game be like the Jets not gonna get no real pressure on Matthew Stafford. Stafford gonna sit in the pocket for like 20 years, and he gonna carve them up. That's why I see. Yo, you see that, huh? <laughs> Stafford is picked again picked by Dan Lee. The return inside the 20-yard line. It's the fourth what? interception wow. for the Jets' defense. The Lions got too much offensive firepower. It's too much offense. Oh, is it sweet? The tape. Oh, got you, tape. Jets were ready and waiting for it. Usually for the Jets, everything they do backfires, you know. They don't play well in big games. Another interception. It's Jamal Adams. Another pick. I'm going to say Lions take this one 31 to 17. The Lions win the game 28 to 20 or something like that. I got that. Lions 35-19. Okay. I'm not a big New York fan kind of guy. It's personal. Back at his own 25. Breaking a tackle out across the 40, trying to get by the putter. I'm not a big uh, New York fan kind of guy. Dancing down uh, the sidelines. Is he about to get in? Oh, he's in. Uh-oh. Touchdown. I don't really know a whole lot about the Jets except for what ESPN says. Sam Darnold, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. It's going to be a difficult night, I think, for him. Honestly, Sam oh. Darnold's first start is the worst case scenario. Darnold oh, is it? Extending the play. Athletic Darnold ability to extend plays. Darnold finds his man. Neil Sterling, the tight end, and that'll move the chain. They will be starting a rookie. What's his name? It doesn't matter what his name is. He's not going to do good anyway. Darnold finds his man. Oh, yeah. He's not going to do good anyway. He's not doing good, huh? designed run for the quarterback. And he scampers for the first time. It doesn't matter what his name is. Rifled across the middle and down inside the 20 yard line to Quincy Anunwa and a 15 yard hookup for Darnold. If the Lions don't win this game, it will be a major upset. They're going to beat him quite, quite handily. It's coming. Powell picked it up by and Darnold some time to throw it downfield to Terrell Pryor and a Get first it, Sam. Down. My thoughts on this game there's no question in my mind we should win this game without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I want them to go and run 
find that score. You know what I'm saying? 44 yard attempt from Prater, and the problems continue. Pushed it. The Jets are in a rebuild. It's going to be another tough year for them. Oh, let's see what your coach has to say. Obviously, you didn't play very well tonight. Um, got a lot of things to work on here. Patricia. Oh, sorry, Patricia. They outperformed us, they out executed us. Not, not a lot to be happy about here. What is that? Isaiah running 62? Yep, yep, there he goes. Freaking down the sideline. There he goes. I got money on this game, too. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to a triumphant edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. We are broadcasted to you live on the Elite Sports Radio Network from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios. And as always, I am joined by my colleague and co-host, blasting to you from Houston, Texas, the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas. His name is Michael Garris, everyone. What is up, Jet Dance. <laughs> Mike, that was an amazing introduction we just had. The production team really hit it out of the park this week. A lot of people were saying that's going to lose. Let's not even do that part. Let's not even do that part yet. Lion fans who had a lot to say. What's Sam's name? We should handle them easily. Threw some shade to the Jets. Guess what? The Jets absolutely destroyed the Lions. You got whooped. You got decimated. Thought if we won the game, Mike, it could be a tight game. Not how it played out. The Jets went in there. They dominated on special teams. They dominated on defense. They dominated offensively. All three facets of the game complete domination. Sam Darnold's coming out party. Put the smack down on the Lions. I'm feeling good about it, Mike. Let him know how you feel. Couldn't have asked for a better start to the new era of Jet football. I just was so taken back by the completeness of this win. Like Keith mentioned, all three facets. Special teams, defense, offense, and I'm talking also the coaches making wise decisions, wise plays except for one or two of them. It was a total decimation of the Detroit Lions. It was an embarrassment, like I said in the last show, Matt Patricia is a jabroni. You saw him on camera with his clipboard and pencil, did not know what to do at the end of the game. But I will say this, Keith said that we had an interception return for a touchdown The last time the New York Jets did that was 2013. That's how long it has been since we have seen such a complete destruction of a team by ours. Unbelievable effort. I couldn't be more proud. 74 games. The Jets did not have a defensive touchdown. That streak's over. They had three touchdowns of 40-plus yards. It's the first time that's happened to the Jets in 40 years, Mike. 31 points in a nine-minute span. We're going to run through the game. We're going to go through everything. But overall, big picture, Sam Darnold, first pass, a pick six. At that moment, Mike. What was going through your head? How did you feel? Just just give me the, the synopsis to put me into the mind of Michael Lagaris. Mike was at a Jets bar down there. Were you in Houston, Mike, or were you in Dallas? Nah, I was in Dallas. I was actually at the Dallas Fan Club of Dallas-Fort Worth at Addison Ice House. Amazing place. Made me feel right at home. Uh, I couldn't thank Cesar Lopez and all those boys down there with a, just such a great atmosphere for Jet football. If anybody is in the state of Texas and you want to experience a good Jet experience like you're at home at MetLife Field, you go to the Dallas Fan Club of Dallas-Fort Worth, Addison Ice House in Dallas, Texas. Absolutely Absolutely amazing time. The situation uh, 
kind of got heavy on me. On September 10th, 2018, the New York Jets entered Ford Field to play the Detroit Lions, NFL's Monday night opener. Sam Darnold took the field as the youngest starting quarterback in the history of the NFL. The New York Jets were set to receive the ball. The very first throw of Sam Darnold's career began like this. And on his first play, they're going to let him roll out and look downfield. The throw back across the field, and it's intercepted. And it's going to be a pick six for Quandre Diggs. That first throw, the entire bar just, it was like a balloon let all the air out. Everybody was just like, Oh. Oh. You know, you, when, when you see that happen, Mike, after the preseason where he was prudent, he seemed like he knew what he was doing, you see that pass, all of a sudden I'm thinking, I had, I had Sanchez flashbacks, Geno flashbacks, just to yeah. like horrible decision-making and things that made you want to bang your head through the wall. Sam was pretty chill yeah. about it on the sideline. Afterwards, you know, he had a pretty good reaction to it. Um, but that, that's how the game started. Uh, the Jets bounced back, they got the ball back, punted. And then it went to the Lions again. Good defense by the Jets. Adams set the tone. Huge play to hit Blunt for a loss of seven. Detroit went three and out. Roberts with a big return on the 32-yard line to set up the next drive. Darnell hit Quincy for 15. Darnell hit Quincy again for three. Darnell hit Quincy eight yards and a first down. First and goal, which set up this. Isaiah Crowell finds a seam, lunging for the goal line and in. Touchdown, New York. What a tremendous push from Isaiah Crowell to get us up on the board, huh? No, it was great. And, you know, it was five plays, 32 yards. Big scramble out of pressure by Darno on that drive. When he got the ball out to Anua, great catch by Anua that got reviewed. Ended up, they ended up grueling it to catch Mike. That was kind of a tricky play. I didn't know if they were going to hold it down for us or not. I think Sam showed um, his athletic ability on that drive and some awareness. He, ex he extended a few plays. Uh, the big pass to Anua to begin yeah. the drive. Big pass to Anua towards the end of the drive. Crowell finished it off with a TD, like I said. About a four-minute drive. Tied it up 7-7. Five plays, 32 yards. Ball goes back to Detroit. Stafford intercepted by Morris Claiborne. Picked off by Morris Claiborne. Jets get the possession back. Powell for three. Darnold with a strike to Powell for five. Darnold with a quick scamper to the right for six yards and a first down. Powell for 14 yards. Darnold takes a sack for 10, but then Crowell gives it up right back for 14 yards to put us in field goal position, where Myers nails the kick to put us up 10 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. Mike, at this point during this drive is when I realized the offensive line was actually playing pretty well. Claiborne got the interception, which was tremendous. Very athletic, amazing anticipation by him. Great leaping ability, went up, got the ball, tremendous. Third and two design run for Sam Darnold on this drive. That's when I kind of realized Powell had a big run, Corell had a big run. The offensive line yeah. looked like it was really doing a good job on this drive. Uh, by the end of that by the end of that first quarter, we had the ball for 13 minutes. They only had the ball for two minutes, Mike. That field goal was eight play, 32 yards, about a four-minute drive there. When the Lions got the ball back, Galladay was looking good. 10-7 Jets, end of the first quarter. Lions get the ball back. Galladay was looking good. They started moving the ball. Detroit got the ball. They went six plays for 47 yards in total. Stafford ended up getting picked off by Tremaine Johnson, but when Tremaine Johnson got that ball, he got smashed and fumbled it to the ground. And it's intercepted again. Tremaine Johnson's got it. Lions got the ball back, but they ended up missing the field goal. Jets with the ball with about nine minutes to go in the first half. Darnold with a strike to Sterling for four yards. Darnold again to Quincy for 11 and a first down. Corell up the middle for four. Darnold to Quincy for five. Third and one for the Detroit 31, and the Jets call a run play for Anderson. This resulted in a nine-yard loss and put us out of field goal range. Questionable call, Keith. I didn't like that call at all.
Yeah, considering, I mean, it didn't seem like we fooled them at all on that play, Mike. Didn't work out well. I mean, you can always say retrospectively it was a bad play. If we would have ran for a first down, we would have said it was a great play. After they, uh, we punted the ball, Detroit got the ball back. They went five plays, 14 yards, and punted it with two minutes to go and change. Jets get the ball back first and 10 on the Detroit 49-yard line. Beach him with a false start. Unreal. Oh, my Darnold. God. Darnold immediately respond with a strike to Sterling for 11. Huge push. Powell for two, and then we got to the two-minute warning. Third and two from the Detroit 41. And then this happened. Sam Darnold with time. Looking deep downfield into the end zone. Touchdown Jets, Robbie Anderson. The first TD throw of Sam Darnold's career goes 41 yards. Oh, my God. Sam Darnold's first touchdown pass. In the NFL, Mike, he dropped a dime in there. Robbie Anderson also made a tremendous catch. It was an adjustment by Sam and Robbie during the play, which is why it was so impressive. He actually threw the ball from about the 50-yard line and dropped it right in on in the end zone, Mike. Three plays, 49 yards. Jets go up 17-7. I heard you screaming from Texas, Mike. I swear to God. Probably losing your mind down there. Tell me how you felt. Tell me how the vibe was at the Addison Ice House when Sam Darnold threw his first touchdown pass in the NFL. I mean, I was probably screaming for my life. People were falling all over each other. It was bedlam. People were just grabbing, just jumping on each other. And what was just so amazing was that after the play, you hear what Sam Darnold said. That play wasn't to Robbie. It was supposed to be for Quincy. But what happened is that the safety bit and he, 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 Robbie was one of his progressions and he saw him and he saw that he put his hand up and he knows when he puts his hand up, that means that he got the guy beat and he just threw the ball and put it exactly where Robbie needed to get it. And they made a play. And I tell you, man, everybody in that place felt like this is going to be a special night. Robbie Anderson is fast as hell, and when he gets past someone, it looks like the guy kind of closed the space on him, because Darno saw him a little bit late, but got the ball in there. His first touchdown pass in the NFL. Amazing play. And the Lions got the ball back, Mike. I think before the end of the half, they went down. They got themselves a field goal, 17-10, yep. heading That's into right. halftime. But you have to feel good about that heading into the half, considering how the game started, considering the pick six to begin the game. Um, you know, the Jets' defense at that point had played pretty well. They hadn't given up a touchdown yet. Uh, just one field goal, so the defense was playing well. Pick six, 17-10. How'd you feel about how'd you feel going into halftime, Mike? Did you like how Sam rebounded? I was feeling pretty good at halftime. We were at 17-10. We had pl outplayed them the entire game, and uh, I thought we could have been up more, but I was happy where we were, considering the fact that we were on the road. Sam Darnold threw a pick six, his very first pass. By the way, Jameis Winston and Brett Favre are the only other players in the history of the league to ever do that, and Brett was a Hall of Famer, and Winston is still to be uh, figured yeah, to out. Be determined. To be determined, obviously. Sure. But um, after uh, they went after halftime, Detroit immediately came out and scored a touchdown. Uh, Golden Tate four play seventy five yards. Now here's what's what's interesting about that, Keith. Throughout the entire preseason and this entire game. This was the very first touchdown scored against our first team defense. That now, is true, Mike. And Tate had a big catch on that drive prior to that. Gallaudet also had a big catch. Uh, it was only they only took him about two minutes, which was the most disconcerting thing. You thought because prior to this moment, you didn't know how the game was going to go. They went right down the field, Mike, and tied the game. So I was a little right. bit worried here. Unbeknownst to us, though, at this moment, Mike. The Detroit Lions would not score another point for the rest of the game. That's correct. It was looking like it was going to be a shootout. But then Darnold, right after that, manufactured one of 
of his own drives, which went for six plays and 75 yards and culminated with this. Wow, the quick release and the catch is made by Anunwa inside the five, spinning towards the goal line, touchdown Jets. Quincy got in there. Amazing throw, a lot of push. Quincy looks like he's healthy, Keith. This guy, and you've been listening to all the plays I've been talking what is the one thing that has been most common? He loves Quincy Inunua. When he was in trouble, a lot of the, a lot of different times last night when he was in trouble, that's who he threw the ball to. And it seems like Quincy's always in the middle of the field. You know, he's a very physical receiver. Always, usually pretty sure-handed as well, Mike. What I really saw very impressive with Sam was that he got flush in the pocket once, rolled out of the pocket to the right, huge throw on second seven to get a first down to Terrell yeah. Pryor. And yeah. Terrell Pryor is someone that's, you know, had, had a pretty good night last night, three catches, 49 yards. He looked like he could be a weapon for us. Drives 21-yard mm. touchdown pass to Anua, like you said. That was at 9.36 in the third quarter. The reason I'm mentioning that to you, Mike, is from this moment here when we're up 24-17 with 9.36 in the third quarter, in the next nine minutes, the Jets would go on to score 31 points. That's right. Well, after right after that touchdown, from Detroit gets the ball after the Quincy touchdown. You know, Keith, we discussed earlier about one Bart Scott how he just destroyed one of our linebackers, right? Just emasculated one of our linebackers. Did, yeah. Well, guess what? Third and one, Stafford dropped back. And another interception for the Jets defense, Darren Lee. It's a pick six for New York, 35 yards. And they get Stafford for the third time tonight. Wow, Darren Lee, first defensive touchdown in 74 games for the Jets, like we mentioned earlier, Mike. Unbelievable, nice few, some moves Darren Lee showed on the run back as well. Had a pretty good game, seven tackle. We had another Pickleberry. That's 31-17 at this point. 8.07 in the third quarter. Good awareness by Lee. It's He did say after the game, he was the one that met to the media, Mike, that the Jets knew what the Lions were going to do. Apparently, either it was through film study or, you know, I don't know if they had a drone flying over camp in Detroit or what the story was. <laughs> Whatever the situation was, they knew what they were going to do, and it did seem like as the night went on, the Jets, you know, were kind of calling their number each time. It seemed like the Jets actually were in their heads, were positioned very well. They always yeah. had seemed to have a guy in the right place. There was some good plays by the receivers on the Lions, but for the most part, the Jets' secondary were all over guys. They showed they have a, a ton of speed. This wasn't the secondary with Darren Lee. I understand that, but Darren Lee's also very fast. But the Jets' defense as a whole seems like it's pretty quick. They played pretty quick last night. And this is one of the plays, to me, oh. was the turning point of the game. Because we scored a touchdown, like we said, boom. Six plays, 75 yards, 334 off the clock. But this play on the pick six, that puts you up two touchdowns. And it also demoralizes the crowd. It, yeah. took them out of, it took them out of the game, Darren Lee, his first interception in the NFL, and a yeah. huge moment in that game for the Jets. And, and, and it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger for the touchdown to Robbie. We thought we went crazy there. Then the touchdown that Lee got, we went absolutely bananas with that one because we've been waiting for him to do that. We drafted Lee to play exactly the way he played on that play, and we thought that that was the top moment of the night but Andre Roberts catches oh, the punt boy. and breaking a tackle out across the 40 trying to get by the punter Martin dancing down the sidelines staying in bounds there he goes New York <laughs> Andre Roberts takes it 78 yards to the house can you even believe that making moves left and right and those the turn of events that happened over this short amount of time. It was three touchdowns in two minutes and 36 seconds for the Jets. Mike, fathom that. Three touchdowns were scored in two minutes and 36 seconds. Touchdown to Anua. Pickleberry taken back to the house by Darren Lee. We stop him, three and out. Punt return taken back by Andre Roberts. At this point, 
I began my out-of-body experience, Mike. I got yes. very excited. Uh, it yeah. was my house, so it didn't make any difference where I was spilling beer. But still, at that moment, I couldn't. I don't care. Remember the last time we had a punt return? It seemed like after the Darren Lee interception, Mike. At that point, things turned our way. Then Andre Robert. Oh, it was just what a what a performance. That uh, that actually put me down for the night. I, I mashed my kneecap on the side of the bar when when he ran back. I was I was I was in peril. My leg was all mashed up, but I was just the happiest. I had not seen my team perform like that in so long. After that game, like you said, the the, the Jets had full control of the uh, uh, of the entire game. Detroit got the ball back two plays. Lee made another interception. Stafford is picked again by Darren Lee. The return inside the 20 yard line. It's the fourth interception for the Jets defense. The Jets got the ball back. They went four plays. They kicked a field goal to make it 41-17. to Detroit went seven plays for 49 yards, and they missed a field goal. The Jets went to cruise control. They just started running, Keith. They didn't even pass anymore. They just went to run Crowell up the middle for four. Crowell up the middle for this. Now hands it off to Crowell. The burst across midfield. Streaking down the sideline. Isaiah Crowell puts more on the board. Oh my god, 62 yard touchdown, takes it to the house! Two plays, 66 yards, 54 seconds left in the third quarter at this point, Mike, and the Jets had scored 31 points in the previous nine minutes and 20 some odd seconds. The line, the offensive line, Mike, as much as we've been down on them and concerned about it like you should be, they're much maligned, one of the lowest rated ones by Pro Football Focus this game. They did a great job. Defensive line for the Detroit Lions is decently formidable. At this point in the game, I think the Lions had already given up, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But even prior to that, they gave Sam some good time in there in the pocket. They created some big holes. Darren Lee's second interception brought us inside the 20, which was great when he got that. Myers, two field goals, 32 and 35, Mike. Oh, he made all his extra points, so so far so good with him. I don't know yeah. what the situation is going to be with our kicker, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. And another missed field goal from Prater. I mean, it did seem like everything was going our way prior to the Quarrel run. And then once that went in, I mean, I was just... At that point, that was it. I was I was checked out mentally for the night. It was 48-17. It's just like, what can you do? After that, Mike, we had Jamal Adams get his first interception in the NFL. Another interception. It's Jamal Adams. His first career pick. After, after we had an unsuccessful drive, they went for it on fourth down. We stopped them. We moved the ball a little bit at the end of the game, Mike. And even on some fourth downs, they're throwing. Can I give a, Can I give you a stat that just sums up the night? Matt Stafford, four interceptions. Sam Darnold, five incompletions. What Michael Garris did, everybody, is he just dropped the proverbial microphone in Matt Stafford's lap and walked out of the building. That's what he did. That's what he did right there. You hear what we're saying, people in Detroit? You hear what we're saying, you clowns that said, what's that quarterback's name? It doesn't matter because he's not going to do anyway. Matter. Guess what he did? Guess what he did, Mike? Drop dimes in wide receivers' laps the whole night. That, that's right. And besides Darnold, who had the third highest QBR in the entire NFL behind Ryan Fitzpatrick and Drew Brees, I have to credit Crowell and Powell, who had a combined 162 yards, two touchdowns. Mo Claiborne with the in. Andre Roberts with a touchdown return. Darren Lee with two interceptions, one back for a touchdown. Anunwa, who was just a beast all night. The D-line held Detroit running backs. Uh, 13 runs for four, 34 yards. Myers hit his field goal and bravo yeah tremendous job all around mike all like we said all three facets of the game they hit a home run I mean, mike one, one interesting stat is the lions had 67 plays jets had 59 plays but the jets mm -hmm. still won the time of possession battle 33 minutes to 26 which shows you the Lions just rushing at the end of the game that kind of shows you some of their yards they got at the end of the game were matches because of the situation roberts 
182 total return yards. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Gets special teams player of the game. Uh, before yeah. we get to some of the stats of the game, Mike, the experts picks on ESPN, 9 of 10 experts picked the Lions. On CBS, 6 of 8 experts picked the Lions. On SB Nation, 6 of 7 experts picked the Lions to win. On Pro Football Focus, every single expert picked the Lions to win, Mike. And Sports Illustrated, 6 of 7 experts picked the Lions to win. That's 35 of 40 experts, quote-unquote, from the biggest publication, the Lions to win. That's 87% of them for all of them. And we only got two words left for you. Suck it! A shout-out to Sam, 116.8 passer rating and his QBR through the roof as well. Uh, 16 for 21, 76% completion percentage, 198 yards, two TDs. Obviously, we know he had the int, Mike. Correll had 10 carries for 102 and two touchdowns. Powell, 12 carries for 60. Cannon got six carries. You'll see garbage time. So, have to give some credit, like you said, to the offensive line for that. Tremendous job. Yeah, can I, can I give you pass blocking grades for week one? Carpenter, 9.8. Long, 83.0. Winters, 85.0. Shell, 74.8. Not bad. Yeah, and that's how you end up with a 4.7 yards per carry. Tremendous. On the other, on the receiving end of things, Anua, six catches, 63 yards and a touchdown. Also blocked well, and just all his catches, Mike, they seem to be in big situations. And that's the type of player he is. Kirsten played tonight, as we know, so prior three catches. Uh, three catches, 49 yards. Another guy, Mike, who, who all his catches were big-time catches. Sterling, three for 27, Mike. Yeah. Looking good. Absolutely. Robbie Anderson had one catch for 41 yards and a touchdown. Altogether, like we said, 198 yards, two TDs, 16 catches altogether. On the other flip side here, Mike, when it comes to the Lions, now... Stafford did have 286 yards, but four interceptions. One of the worst games of his entire career. Yeah. He looked confused the whole night. It seemed like the Jets knew it, knew what they were going to do. They had his number. We always were in the right position. Stafford looked horrible. And, Staff- you know, and, I, and I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say, Mike, is... Is that our defense, or is that just a product of his environment, a new system, a new coach, them their first game, uh, having Patricia there? You know, I don't know if it's that or, or if the defense really is as good as it seems. I want to let all our listeners know that we have a treat for them. There's a new segment to this show, and that's Keith's Jabroni of the Week. Jabroni of the Week. That's right. Jabroni of the Week award is going to be handed out to the biggest jabroni in the NFL that we deem. It could be versus the Jets. It could not be. More than likely, it'll be a Jet Jet related in some way, shape, or form. And this week, Mike, there's only one person to give it out to. You foreshadowed this. Um, you, you gave me the assist on this one last week. You planted the seed. There's only one man to hand out the Jabroni of the Week award to. His name is Matt Patricia. Obviously, didn't play very well tonight. Um, got a lot of things to work on here. They outperformed us. They out-executed us. Not, not a lot to be happy about here. <laughs> you jabroni. Patricia, I mean, that this game, it seemed like Todd Bowles basically was Vince Lombardi and Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick rolled into one. That's what he was. Oh, wow, coach. That guy, he, did, he didn't know what he was doing. At the end of the game, I mean, and the thing that we're hearing is that the players don't like playing for him because if he thinks that he's like this big, tough, mean dude, and these dudes are like, yo, who are you, dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, there was a, somebody sent me something that when he came on to uh, New England, it was the great coaching of Belichick in their system. And Patricia was just like a bystander in that yeah. coaching. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. if that guy doesn't get his act together with the Detroit Lions, he will not have a job very long. Yeah, I've never seen many people look more awkward 
than he did on the sideline last night. It might have been around the Andre Roberts touchdown. All the touchdowns made him feel uncomfortable towards the end. The pencil was in the air. Mike, the defense, defensive side of the ball for us. Darren Lee, seven tackles, two interceptions. Oh, I mean. Linebacker Darren Lee was the highest graded defensive player in the NFL this week. His 94.5 defensive grade among 460 players. Did you hear that, everybody? Darren Lee. Darren Lee blooming like a beautiful, <laughs> athletic NFL football flower right before our eyes, Mike. That just happened. He got pollinated those first two years, and now guess what's happening, Mike? He's blooming right in your face with two touchdowns in Detroit, making the Detroit Lion children cry when they go to sleep. Nightmares of Darren Lee. Yes, yes. And Jamal, Jamal Adams had six tackles, one for a loss, had one interception, played a great game. Buster Screen, seven tackles. Frankie Louvu, Mike, an AEBG podcast favorite. We've been shouting him out. We've been talking about Frankie. Got to start in this game because we had some injury concerns. Uh, we had an injury at yeah. uh, middle linebacker. Three tackles. He had a tackle for a loss, too. I thought Frankie played pretty good. Yeah, there was one play there where they were, uh, I think it was on Johnson was about to get a first down. He tripped him up. You remember that play where he went oh, on absolutely. the floor? Yeah, man. I was yep. so hustle play. proud of that young man. So happy we got him on the team. And someone like him is going to stay on the team with plays like that, those hustle plays. And Doug Middleton. Doug Middleton, five tackles. Leonard Williams had zero tackles and didn't make too much of an impact to me, Mike. But another guy that had zero tackles but made a huge impact was Henry Anderson. Yes. Now, he didn't make any tackles in the game. Stat line will say he had a few pressures, but he was all over Stafford. He could have had three sacks. I was going to say, you he may not have had a big, great impact on you, Leonard Williams did not, but I know that Matthew Stafford's sternum is not saying the same thing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Matthew Taver can't do a sit-up. He can't even bend over today. He's getting out of bed because of Leonard Williams. That's a good point. They only had 39 total rushing yards, the Lions. Galladay had 114 yards receiving. He looked pretty good. 79 yards for Tate, 54 for Marvin Jones. Only 39 yards rushing. I mean, the Jets dominated this game, Mike, in all different... In all possible facets. Seven, eight point yards per pass for Sam, which isn't that bad. You know, they dominated time of possession, 33 to 26, which is pretty good. 31 points over a nine-minute span, which is tremendous. Yeah. 74 game yeah. with no defensive touchdown streak. That's broken. An offensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, a defensive team touchdown, three TDs of 40-plus yards for the first time in 40 years, Mike. I, I mean... That's a, that's a slew of factoids that I enjoy, and they make me feel good after all the nonsense we took, after all the BS that we've been through all these years, to seem like maybe we really do have our quarterback. Yeah, and I was actually having a conversation with uh, Cesar Lopez, who runs the Dallas Jets Club there at the Addison Ice House, and uh, this is what he had to say. He had a very interesting uh, take on how Mike McCagnin actually ended up finagling his way into getting Sam Darnold. Here, listen. Hi, this is Michael Garris, AEPG podcast at Addison Ice House, Dallas, Texas, Jet Bar. I'm here with Caesar. Yes, sir. Bless your heart. Everybody loves he, he's, he's one of the facilitators here, and he has uh, an interesting take on what Mike McCagnin and how he got Sam Darnold. <laughs> okay, so here's my philosophy. Here's what I think happened. McCagnin was new to the job, right? He came from the Texans. He was tricked into taking Hackenberg by the head coach of the Texans, O'Brien, O'Brien, who was Hackenberg's coach at Penn State. He got, he got, he told, he talked him up big time, and and the McCagnin like just fell for it and took this kid. He learned his lesson, and I think he used that 
to turn around and trick the damn Browns into taking Maker Mayfield by visiting Mayfield all the time, watching Mayfield all the time, acting like he loved him, when in reality, he wanted Sam Darnold, and it freaking worked. Wow, what a hot take. That's my that's, take. I like that. I like so that. Very good. learn from his mistakes. You know, that's how you do it. You learn on the job, right? That's right. And then he got this with Sam Darnold who's lighting it up tonight. Yeah, it's amazing that you run into people throughout this entire nation that are Jet fans. If anyone watched the game, what you saw in Detroit towards the end of the game was the Jet fans take over the entire stadium. Right behind the Jets, uh... Bench Mike, a JTH Jets, Jets, Jet champ broke out. The former Dolphin fan, now pretend fake cheerleader of the Jets, Fireman Ed leading the charge. In those situations, I'll give him kudos and I'll let him slide because I do want us to try to dominate foreign territories. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Mike, that's not the only Jet fan you ran into down in Texas. All right, this is your boy Mike, co host of the ANEZ Being Green podcast at Addison High State Ice House in Dallas, Texas. I'm here with Trey Rowling, lifelong Jet fan, and I'm going to ask him his thoughts of Sam Darnold in his very first game on Monday Night Football. So, Trey, what did you think? You got to notice the poise. Like, you think about, like, if you've been a Jets fan and know how much we suck, and you come into that place, and the first thing you do is you throw a pick six. Just his posture immediately after. Like, you notice that he wasn't like, oh, this sucks, I'm, I'm blowing it already. And then yeah. you come back and to have that solid drive after. And I don't even think we scored that first drive after. No. We didn't. But continue to move forward, continue to get first downs, making quick, smart decisions. Yeah. Just poised. Incredible poise. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very happy with the young man. And uh, hopefully he keeps continuing well. So, hey, it's been a long time. But, hey, Trey, maybe we got a quarterback. We might. We might. We'll see. It's week one. Cautious optimism. All right, thank you. That's good stuff. I mean, Mike's down there in Texas doing big things, people. Meeting other Jet fans, spreading the word, even down there in the in the Lone Star State. Gang Green's representing Mike. I'm very proud of you, and I'm happy that you have other Jet fans that love the Jets just as much as you do. Absolutely, man. They love their Jets. It's incredible to be there. Like, you're in the middle of, you're in Dallas, Texas, you know, and you walk and there's a, there's a bar and there's green everywhere and people screaming, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It's crazy. There was a lady in there who wasn't a Jet fan at all. She said she just likes going in there because there's no place in the in Texas that's quite like that bar. <laughs> oh, that's, see, that's wonderful. I like that. But the overall synopsis of the Jets this week, Mike, was a crushing, devastating victory over the Detroit Lions. Yeah. All Jet fans should be walking around with your chins up in the air. Yes. Proud of your team. Going into week two versus the Dolphins, be excited about this season. Be excited about the quarterback we have leading the way now, who seems like he does have a clue what he's doing. I know how the first pass looked. I know what we all thought, Mike. Everyone probably thought the same damn thing. Same old Jets. That's not how it went, was it, Mike? That's we not turned how it around. It went. Yeah, he showed some poise. Sam Darno, he showed those type of things are not going to affect him. The grandson of Dick Hammer has ice in the veins, and I cannot be happier going into week two. Where we'll be matched up against Miami Dolphins. The situation kind of got heavy on. Okay, Mike. So week two home opener versus the Miami Dolphins. Now you know I'll be in attendance, representing the podcast and representing the yeah. nation as always. Hopefully, hopefully. I see a W and move to 2-0. The Miami Dolphins squeaked one out last week for the Tennessee Titans. Very bizarre weather conditions down there, Mike. The game got postponed, started back up, 
postponed again for about three or four hours. Totally weird scenario. Dolphins ended up winning the game 27 to 20. A kick return by Grant in the middle of the game ended up being the turning point. Uh, Tannehill was 20 for 28 last week, Mike. Two TDs, two ints. He looked okay. Gore and Drake combined looked pretty decent. Their offensive line is okay. Last week, Mike, for the Dolphins, uh, Stills had 106 yards. Grant had 38 yards. Amendola, 26 yards. I'm not necessarily sure if their passing game scares me. I'm not sure if their running game scares me. I feel like we're in a good position this week, Mike. The Dolphins are not a team at this point that anybody should favor above the Jets. If Dolphins have never historically played well when coming to New York. And they are going... Remember when you were talking about Gate D in the past and how insane Jet fans were? Well, yes. that type of atmosphere is going to be just, just infused in all of MetLife Stadium when you get there on Sunday. I mean, the Jet fans that I see on social media now and all over are just out of their minds, optimistic and crazy and happy about this Jet team. And when Miami walks in there with Ryan Tannehill, and I'm not going to call him a jabroni, I think he's... He's middle of the road. We'll see. Adam Gase. I, I, I kind of don't really know what to think about the Dolphins, you know, like getting rid of Jarvis Landry. You know, Devontae Parker looks like he'll be back from injury. Uh, they've got a couple of running backs there that can maybe do some stuff. So it's not like the team is complete whackness, but yeah. I feel like they're coming into a very volatile arena because not just every team has a new shiny quarterback that's about to start for the home crowd for the very first time. Yes, and Tannehill's not a jabroni. He's actually a pretty decent quarterback, but he's effective sometimes. I've seen him have some pretty good games against the Jets throughout the years also, Mike, but, uh, you know, MetLife Stadium, formerly Giants Stadium, isn't somewhere the Dolphins necessarily always play that great. Uh, last year when we played the Dolphins, we had a 20-6 win, 31-28 loss to the Dolphins week 7. We actually were winning that game 28-14. We ended up losing 31-28, a parking field goal right at the end of the game. Heartbreaking field goal yeah. for the Jets, but this year, like like most division battles, no matter what you think, no matter what you think about a team, the Dolphins, for instance, I mean, the Dolphins last year, their offense with Cutler wasn't that great. They were towards the bottom of the league. Their defense was middle of the pack. But it doesn't matter because when you play those division games, Mike, it seems like you throw all that stuff out the window right. because they know you so well. And for whatever reason, that's how it always is with division games. Even the Jets, they lose, they've lost plenty of games to the Patriots. But even sometimes when they lost the games, they at least given them a hard time when you wouldn't think they would have. Those division games are tough. This game versus the Dolphins, Jets are three-point favorites of the game. Going into the game, off last week's, like, like I just mentioned a moment ago, I think the Jets should probably be favored by a little bit more. The Dolphins didn't look overly impressive versus the Titans, but I'll give, maybe I'll give them a mulligan because the weather conditions were a little strange. Defensive Dolphins last week, they did have three interceptions. Maybe something to keep an eye on for Sam, and the, their defense does take the ball away. Uh, Rashad Jones is a really good player for them. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo, Wake. On special teams, they returned a kick last week, and they gave up a kick return. They, you know, we'll see what happens on that end, but they do have a decent defense. I think Ward Jones is probably their best player. Um, an attacker for a loss last week, but they weren't great at getting to the quarterback last year. They were towards the bottom when it comes to sacks. I think almost 30th when it comes to sacks, Mike, which is, you know, so you don't have to worry about them necessarily sacking Sam, but they do put pressure on you, and they do turn the ball over. Going into this game, though, their defense isn't something that you have to be overly worried about, considering the situation Sam was just in versus a better defense on the road on Monday Night Football. I think right. that coming off last week, if we're going to use last week as our template, 
maybe they're not going to be as successful when it comes to special teams and defense returning balls. I totally get that. But even on offense last week, they were pretty good. And if the offensive line plays as good as they did last week, I don't see any reason they don't win this game. I don't see why we can't have a you know, 24-17 W, maybe 2013, something like that, if the defense plays really well. Uh, Dolphins don't scare me at all. Their offense last year, like I said, was 25th. Defense was 16th. They don't get many sacks. Uh, going into the game, I know Curse is questionable. Marcus May, we still got to take a look at. He's questionable too, Mike. But most of the Jets are still pretty healthy, which is great. And I think going into this game, we should feel confident that we can walk away with a W and go into week three versus the Browns 2-0. Well, last week when you said that we cannot name a group of people unless they actually do something in the regular season. Well, Keith, I think it's it's fair for me to say that one of the keys to the game is that New Jack City shows up on the scene. Jack City's back in the or, building. Born on September 10th. Monday Night Football, five interceptions, was a performance for the ages, and I think that that group can absolutely be the key difference in this game coming up against Ryan Tannehill. And in the words of the immortal Ice-T, every time offensive players step on the field with the Jets, Same business. This is personal. I think it's going to be close. I think the Jets are going to play great defense. Sam may struggle a little bit against that pass rush with Cameron Wake and our jabroni left tackle. But uh, I think we're going to end up with a win, and the Jets are going to go 2-0 against Baker Mayfield or Tyrod Taylor Browns uh, week three. Yes, and it does feel uncomfortable just, you know, just exuding confidence at this point, Mike. I, it does not a natural feeling that we have. We always feel uncomfortable Jet fans doing it. But every once in a while, we have a little blessing in the sports world, and it does seem like the New York Jets... After this week, we'll be 2-0. I'm going to put the stamp on it. I'm going to say we are going to be 2-0, Mike. Ahead to that Browns game with the two wins, zero losses. And watch, the Browns, I think, are going to be much better this year. I can see them winning five or six games, so I'm not going to say the Browns game is an immediate W. We'll see how they play week two, and then we'll make our decision. But I felt great about this week. 48-17, Jets W. I haven't felt that good after a win in a really long time. We're over here at Crystal Lake. Mike had a whole bunch of people over here partying, screaming, eating meatballs, wings, pizza. Yeah. Beers are going down. A lot of happiness. My dad was here. All, all different age groups. When there's wins like that, it kind of just makes everyone stoked. Yeah. People that don't even like like my sister, who you know, you know, she's not even the biggest football fan. She was loving it. She's screaming and dancing and high-fiving people, which I haven't seen out of her in a very long time. So the Jets, they're just bringing happiness to this world. They're bringing smiles to Jet fans' faces like we try to do every week, Mike, here on the AEBG podcast. We blast out to you on a weekly basis, as you know, on the Elite Sports Radio Network. And if you want to get at us or support us or tell someone about us, which you should be doing anyway, you can get at us where, Mike? On Twitter at AEBG underscore nyj podcast on instagram at jet.aebg and on facebook at aebg.jetsradio you heard the man everybody that is this week's aebg podcast jet fans walk around with a smile on your face heading into week two can i get a j-e-t-s feel the love because maybe soon it will be easy being green are you ready the New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Are very passionate. Are Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Darn, an unbeliever.